We did a live stream of all the best one-hit wonders, and you voted for your favorites. And I listened to it once yesterday. Welcome to Spin It. Everybody, hey. welcome to the Spin It Podcast Bracket Challenge. Hello. Oh, Hi. Here we go. Here we are coming to you live from the Spin It Pod Arena. I'm James. That's Connor. That's me. Hello. And we're here to rank some singles. So weird seeing it delayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the first time we've done a live recording we're we're rolling right now on all of our recordings and all you in chat you're in chat while we're recording how about that that's the first though to be fair we did try episode zero like it was live (laughs) we we tried and it didn't work out well so this time we know better and we're gonna do this one like it's live but then actually have a good clean audio version that's that's very nice i hope you're ready to rank some singles with us because i know we are we've done a lot of prep for this once again you did most of the work but uh i was there well that's the way this podcast goes i know what to expect (laughs) by now There may be some surprising decisions that come out of this. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And then let me preface by saying we made a good, solid list of singles, I do believe. But we have a limited amount of time for this episode, and so we had to make some hard cuts. Plus, it had to fit onto a bracket. <laughs> it did have to fit onto a normal size bracket. Some of our hard cuts, yeah, include songs like 1985, Never Gonna Give You Up. Uh, One thing that blew my mind, we were looking at singles to do for this, and there's a whole Wikipedia page of United States one-hit wonders. There are so, like, the 60s have some, the 70s have, you know, a a good chunk, and then the 1980s just have, like, a (laughs) mile-long list of singles. It's, It's a lot. It was absurd. It's overwhelming. And then, you know, you get a handful into the 2000s and the 20 teens, but we didn't want to go too recent on our singles list because like how do we know they're one hit yeah how old does something have to be to be a one hit you know so we mostly tried to keep it to early 20 teens or before to ensure at least 10 years of inactivity or low performance or whatever you'll notice on our bracket that we did pick a handful of songs from each decade can you you can put you can pull the bracket up yeah we could go ahead and take a look at the bracket see what we're going to be working with today we've got A pretty good selection of singles to pick from here. We'll take a look at round one here. Up on the top left-hand side, we've got Gangnam Style by Psy up against (laughs) Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. Right below that, It's Raining Men is going to be taking on Bad Day. So we should clarify, this was 100% randomized how they got put against one another. We didn't subjectively put these songs in here according to our thoughts and feelings about how they perform. We, we set up a spreadsheet and just randomized their position. Absolutely, yeah. So we I, we did make sure we had some really interesting matchups here. I think some of these are, are very tough. Yeah. The, the toughest of them all, spoiler alert, uh, for me was Stacy's mom versus Sale, of all things. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a surprise. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So we did have to make, like I said, some tough cuts. And mostly the tough cuts came because we had to do um, decades. We wanted to spread across the decades because we had so many from so many decades. Size not a one-hit wonder. It, yeah, in America, size is more of a one-hit wonder. That's the other thing, too, like... You could make arguments for some of these artists and songs. Like, Al City has other songs and other albums that I like, that I know. But 
you know, just not a hit. The criteria can differ. It, it was a tough call. Never Gonna Give You Up was gonna be on here. It was, I was really tempted to put it on here, and I tried. I, I lobbied for it. Yeah, I think the three that didn't make it on there that I was most upset with were Never Gonna Give You Up, 8675309. Yeah, that was a big one, too. That was a big one. And Precious and Few, which is one of my favorite one-hit wonders. Yeah, but let me keep going through the list here. We're gonna have Stacy's mom up against Sale, like you said. Yep. We're gonna have Breakfast at Tiffany's up against Magic. That is a hard round for me. I think that's interesting. A, that's a series of tough cuts. Then over on the right side, we've got The Lion Sleeps Tonight up against Fireflies. We've got Closing Time up against somebody that I used to know. We've got Rasputin up against Take On Me and Tub Thumping taking on Black Betty. Bambalam. Yes. Classic band pep tune. <laughs> tub Thumping? Yeah. Did you play Tub Thumping a lot in the band? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can believe it. So anyway, kind of what we're looking at. I would like to take full credit for the bracket, by the way, in terms of its visual look. Yeah, you did do a good job visually. For once, I actually made a graphic. Most of our graphics are made by James. I made that one. It's true. And it looks great. So appreciate it and love it. And if you have any hate, still direct that at James. That all is fault. probably fair. That's probably fair. But it's a good looking bracket. And I'm excited to fill it out and have everyone vote on it. And, you know. It, I, we have a lot to cover. And, again, this is an actual episode. So we probably need to jump into the actual the actual bracket here and get talking about these songs, right? That's true. Yes. Let's, uh, let's go take a look at our first matchup here. Up first, we're going with the top. We're starting top left. In the, in yeah, the, starting in top the left, I do suppose. In the northwest, sure. We've got Gangnam Style versus Come On Eileen. That is the Man. first round of the bracket. It's a tough. It's a tough first round. Also, for the record, Connor and I have each made our own brackets with our own picks. Oh yes, we should do that. And at the end of the episode, we're going to compare our brackets with what everyone has voted on live and see who gets closest and, and earns the most point indeed this gongam style versus come on eileen chat saying it's no competition it's easy we've got some uh dissent here too well let's talk about it. let's first look at these album arts here yeah and also i provided james so james was so busy setting all this up i had to write the rundowns for all the songs and uh james has not read them and i put my own little flavor in them so have fun with that james <laughs> yeah so we'll see how that goes i haven't looked at them yet yeah so to look at the album art for these ones it's interesting. There's a lot of art for Gangnam Style, uh, animated and, and otherwise. The whole music video is, is a wild ride. If you haven't seen Gangnam Style, the music video, and you've been a rock living in a glass house for quite some time. As rocks usually live. Uh, go check it out. Yeah. So let's talk about Gangnam Style. Yes. It's a K-pop song by South Korean rapper Psy. released in 2012, and it was the lead single off of his sixth studio album, Psy 6 six rules mm -hmm. is that your commentary did you just say no. that six rules no i didn't put the other bracket but that's that was the full title i think like six okay. rules was its like other name oh i see i see i see so this song like we said it's, it's kind of impossible not to know if you were of age to know things in 2012 <laughs> it was recognized by the guinness book of world records in september of 2012 as the first youtube video to hit 1 billion views yeah. As a matter of fact, I looked recently when we were putting this episode together, and it's up to like 4 billion or, or some obscene number. It's just, it's exploded. Yet, despite that world record-breaking performance, it only reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100. But it topped the charts in 30 other countries. More than 30, in fact. And the dance. We gotta talk about the dance. <laughs> According to Connor, 
it sucked. The, the end. end. The that's, end. That's what Connor wants to talk about, the <laughs> style dance. I don't know. I don't know about all that. It's a, it's a different kind of dance. It's not one... Did you ever learn it? Did you ever try it? Absolutely not. I mean, I learned it just through seeing it too many times, but I never tried it. Yeah? Okay. Uh, do you want to try it now? Absolutely Can not. Can you? And you're not going to get me to do it like the yodeling. Absolutely not. Please. Absolutely fine. not. But speaking of people who have attempted the dance, though, the dance was attempted by all kinds of political leaders, including British Prime Minister David Cameron and United Nations Secretary General Ban Ki-moon, who hailed it as a force for world peace. Ridiculous. A yeah. force for world peace. Well, maybe. I don't know. The dance, yeah, the choreography... Our chat is is teaching us. Uh, the choreography was inspired by other K-pop artists and an homage to that era of K-pop. I love that. Also, I'm similarly not going to do the dance. <laughs> do it. I never learned it either. I will do it if you do it, James. Oh, well then let's just agree to not do it. All right, that's fine with me. That's that's a deal. Maybe that'll be our next bonus content where we, we get together and learn the Gangnam Style dance, like the hot chicken video. I'd rather eat the hot chicken again. That's a strong statement. <laughs> On May 7th, 2013, at a bilateral lateral meeting with south korea's president you gave me a bunch of korean names that i can't pronounce i feel like you i feel like you Uh because i've not done the pronunciation Uh have fun park gyun hye at the white house u.s president barack obama cited the success of gangnam style as an example of how people around the world are being swept up by a wave of korean culture how about that so it really is kind of a, a force of world peace how'd you feel about the song though yeah so this song it's hard not to like it i'll be honest oh Open Gangnam style. Yeah, I don't know what half the words mean. Nope. I mean more than half. That's a generous. That's a generous portion to say I know half the words. <laughs> yeah, that's a generous fifty percent you just gave yourself. <laughs> However, it's fun. It's high energy. The music video is intriguing. Leads. What do you think about the song? Unfortunately for me, it always has it leaves a bad taste in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> it leaves a bad taste where? Well, uh, my ears. You know, my ears smile, so. So they taste. So they taste. If if you can smile you can taste that's my philosophy yeah sure whatever anyway the song was always it always annoyed me when it first came out uh, because it was everywhere it was i got tired of it being everywhere and so i get flashbacks to that annoyance whenever i hear it now so it just annoys you to hear it i see yeah all right well then let's let's take a pivot and talk about come on eileen by dexie's midnight runners leads what what (laughs) what'd you just say i don't know what you're talking about okay great so this song Came out in 1982. Dexy's Midnight Runners, by the way, they're an English group. Uh, this this says there should be an Olympic sport where you have to stay up for 24 hours and at midnight run a marathon. Yeah, you'd watch that. I'd watch that. You so Dexy's Midnight Runners. You think there should be a a midnight running Olympic a sport running at midnight? Yeah, preferably with a bunch of Olympians named Dexy, but that's optional. <laughs> okay, how many Olympians are named Dexy? I don't know. There'll be more if we make that an Olympic event. <laughs> <laughs> you think parents will name their children Dexy in hopes that they'll get to participate in Dexy's midnight running? I think so. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? We could give it a try. Start the petition. Start the petition, sure. So this this song was from Dexy's second studio album, To Rye A, and it reached number one on the charts in the United States. So this was a real chart topper. And this song ended up being Britain's best-selling single of 1982. Yeah. Now, chat 
is saying early on, this is the best song from this bracket. That's a strong statement from some chat members. Vote for it. That's what I've got to say. If you like it, throw your votes that way. You guys decide. What chat votes is what it shall be. We'll just see how wrong James and I are, according to chat. <laughs> I know. So as far <laughs> as I go with this song, Come On Eileen is a song that I can't listen to, I can't even think about, without it getting stuck in my head. Deep. Like, if I think about Come On Eileen, it's in my head all day. Like, that's that's it. I like a lot of parts about this song. I like the the um, the instrumentation with it, especially some of those violin parts, the string parts. Really unique for a for a pop rock song, and I think they're really good. Yeah, the chorus is really catchy, of course, as most one hit mm. wonders are. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be saying that about every song on this list. Yeah, but I'm uh, I don't know how much to save about the songs for later rounds if they win. But I also don't want to I don't want to miss the chance to say something in case it loses. Well, sure. So it's like I don't I don't know how much how much to say about my opinion yet. No, I would say your opinion now, and then we'll compare each round. We'll talk about how the songs mesh up together. Well, to me, the biggest problem this song is gonna have, depending on how far it goes, is the non-choruses. I feel like they're nowhere mm. near as catchy as some of the verses on other songs. Well, I, I would point to the pre-chorus as an example of that not being the case. But well, what is the pre-chorus but the chorus pre? Okay, yeah, yeah very true, <laughs> I guess. I don't know how to respond to that, but very true. That was my main sticking point for this song, is honestly, before I listened to it, I was thinking about it, and all I could sing was the chorus. I couldn't even tell you what the rest of it was really gonna be. Okay, well, that sounds like a personal problem. Personal problem that might have been the, turned into a problem for Dexy and all of his Midnight Runners. I guess maybe it did. If this was a one-hit wonder, they, no one could ever remember the verses. They just remembered, come on, Eileen. At this moment, yeah. All right, well, I guess it's time to open up the first vote on the first round of this. Woo! Everybody put your votes in chat. Okay, we've got votes for Come On Eileen. I see a couple for Come On Eileen. Some obviously's following the votes. Jeez, chat very passionate about this one. As an announcer, I feel like we need to commentate this like the game's playing. We're like, oh, come on, Eileen, taking off Whoa, down the court. taking a lead. Yeah, they're, they're Two to nothing lead, lead over Sai <laughs> yeah. and Gangnam Style. They're pulling away with it. Gangnam Style's defenses just can't stop. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> no, 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 no. It seems to be a blowout. Hope you didn't spend much on the tickets to this fight because it ain't lasting long. <laughs> no, it seems that Gangnam Style has been shut out. Not a single vote. Understandable there was very little contest, and yes, it's just round one. You're going to have that. Some of the later brackets will be harder. Yeah, that's a great point from the chat. Uh, Gangnam Style does not have the longevity that Come On Eileen does. I think Gangnam Style was a flash moment in music and K-pop history, and it was a transformational song, Yeah, but I do think... It does fade a lot faster than Come On Eileen, which obviously has been around. I mean, it was around for three decades before Gangnam Style even got here, and it will be around longer. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's uh, let's uh, swing on back to our bracket and make that change. Come on, Eileen. It's going to take the lead right there. Come on, Eileen. Get into round two. Come on, Eileen. Eileen get, get up in. into round two. <laughs> <laughs> The scariest part about doing this live as an actual episode as well, all the stuff that we would usually just cut right out or put on the blooper reel, everyone that's here is going to hear. It's here. <laughs> like, that would have never made the episode. It probably didn't make the episode. <laughs> but here it is for some of you to hear. Here it is. That brings us into round two. That's correct. Round two. Let round me... two. Round two, round two, round two. It's raining men. Bad day. What are we thinking early on? If it is raining men, you might have a bad day. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a good point. This is a, that's a pretty high velocity for things to fall. Well, I don't know. The Weather Girls seem to be having a pretty good day in the song. <laughs> that's true. They really are. And Daniel Powder also seems to be having a really bad day, despite no men raining. So, honestly, I guess it could go either way. It could, yeah, it could go either way. They're not um, mutually exclusive. Chat, how many of you knew that the band that sang It's Raining Men was called The Weather Girls? I, I need some answers in the chat. Oh, I knew that. But I'm not chat. So I mentioned to several people that we were doing It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. And almost every time I said that, you know, I said It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls, they all went, the name of the band is the Weather Girls? That's funny. Yeah, like, right? They didn't know it. I was like, how did you not know? I don't know how you couldn't know it because it's a clever little, you know, little piece. It's Raining Men. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Yeah, first off, uh, this is, I think, like our, sa- at least our second, if not our third cover art to feature a rainbow umbrella you is it our it's at least our second gabrielle applin did it who else i don't know but i feel like we've mentioned it another time as well you might be making that up i definitely at least one though this is definitely rainbow umbrella number two or more it's raining men is a song by an american music duo called the weather girls like we've talked about oh you already mentioned this first note you wrote the notes and then you talked about everything in your well i had to fill some dead space because you were slow okay well this is from their third studio album called Success in 1982. While we're at it, I'd like to point out that you horribly misspelled success. And yours looks like Seussis. I was going fast. There's only one C. Uh, that's not horrible as either. I just didn't click the second time on the C. Excuses. It's Raining Men was a number one dance hit in the U.S., and uh, Connor, Connor's <laughs> favorite music theory is that It's Raining Men and Let the Bodies Hit the Floor are about the same event from two very different perspectives. Am I wrong? Am I, I wrong? <laughs> no, yeah, that's... Uh, the bodies would hit the floor if they did rain. Some of them hit the floor. I guess some of them would probably hit, like, the ocean and houses. Not all of them maybe made it to the floor, but most of them probably hit some sort of floor. Yeah, probably a lot of floor hitting. I like It's Raining Men. I honestly, when we made these singles and picked out these one-hit wonders, I was pushing for more disco representation. I didn't think the 70s and 80s got enough disco, and It's Raining Men is probably as close as we got. This knocked something out specifically because we wanted more disco representation, because the yes. other choice was too similar to something else we had. I don't remember what. It might have been Mississippi Queen. Again, it's the it's the 80s, right? So like 90% of all one-hit wonders come from the 80s, we learned. So it was hard to pick only three from the 80s. It really was. <laughs> we could have done a whole bracket of nothing but 80s. Maybe we will. If this, if this ends up like a good idea, maybe we will go for more brackets and more decades. And if it ends up like a bad idea, we might still do it because we never learn. <laughs> you know what is a bad idea? Having a bad day. Or it's a good idea if you wanted to have a bad day. If you intended to have a bad day and you did it, good job. Good job. Yeah, Bad Day is a pop song that came out in 2005, released by Daniel Powder for his self-titled debut album. The song received mixed reviews from critics. Leads. But it did chart in the top five in over 10 countries, including number one in the United States. So, that's a hit. I mean, whatever the critics say, that's a hit. It is indeed a hit. Yeah. Bad Day won an award from the Society of Composers, Authors, and Music Publishers of Canada as one of six Canadian pop songs with the most radio airplay in 2005. In 2006, it won the Tokyo Hot 100 Award for Best Song, and it guaranteed Powder the Canadian Radio Music Award for Best New Group or Solo Artist. The next year, 
Bad Day won a BMI Pop Award, and it shared the 2007 Japan Gold Disc Award for the most downloaded international song, along with You Raise Me Up by Celtic Woman and Danny California by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We did an episode on them. Go check it out. We sure did. Connor says it sounds like a pretty good day to him. A lot of awards. Pretty good day. It is a lot of awards. It's a good day when you win that many awards. It's also a good day when your song is chosen as the song that opens up the feature film Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes, it does. Connor forgot about that. Well, I didn't think I needed to put it in the notes. I figured it would just naturally come up. Well, I just mean when we picked this song out, Connor said... I don't know if I know this song. And I said, yes, you do. Look at this. And I sent him a YouTube (laughs) clip of Alvin and the Chipmunks singing Bad Day. I don't think it's come up on the podcast, but I'm a big fan of of the Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, trilogy. We don't talk about the fourth one. The fourth, yeah. And the fourth movie shouldn't have happened. But also it should have happened before the third movie. I don't know how Alvin and the Chipmunks ended up on Stranded Cruise Ship Castaway Story before they ended up with a road trip story. But that seems to be... The way it is. Bad day after I realized what the song was. Mm-hmm. I realized I knew the song. I realized how much I actually liked the song. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> what the song was. And then I was getting into it. I was like, oh, yeah, I know this song. Yeah. There are some really interesting chord decisions in Bad Day that I really like. That That's probably its strongest suit. And it's going to maybe give the Weather Girls a run for their money. Yeah. Well, I would argue that this is... Hmm. I don't know if I want to make this argument. I might be overthinking it and or underthinking some of these other songs. He would argue it, but he's not going to really argue it. No, I, I would argue it if I was more confident. But since I'm not, I'll just I'll just postulate it. Did I use that word mm-hmm. right? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Bad Day has some of the most interestingly complex instrumental stuff going on. Mm. Out of all the one hit wonders we chose, there's some fun, uh, like you said, chords going on, some fun rhythms going on, even though it's a ballad. He does get some fun lyrical play. Yeah, I'd say one of the most. Out of this matchup, personally, I feel like I would take the Weather Girls. Really? That's just me. Yeah. But we're going to have to see how the chat votes. Chat, do your thing. You can ruin his uh, suggestion by voting for a bad day. He, he let it slip. He let it slip how he was doing. I, I let it slip. Put a, put a one in the chat for the Weather Girls. Put a two in the chat for Bad Day by Daniel Powder. We could see whether it's raining men or we're having a bad day. I'm curious about this. Bad day taking the early lead. Oh, we got to vote for Weather Girls. Here comes in Raining Men. Oh, we, Raining Men has tied it up. This is a split room. I think if we end up with a tie, you and I have to break the tie. I think that's only fair. We've got a tie to break, huh? I can't stand that song. Ooh, strong words coming from the ones. Chat saying songs can't be stood. There's there's alliances forming. It's a, a heated battle. Alliances forming. Oh, gosh. Seems to be that way. We'll, we'll have to see. If we seem to be neck and neck, neither song can get the lead. Hey, hello. Welcome, welcome to chat. You're just in time. We need a tie-breaking vote. Yeah, break the tie. Which song? Bad Day or It's Raining Men? Raining Men. See? Yeah, our tie-breaking vote goes to It's Raining Men. Wow, Raining Men. Going once, going, going twice. twice. It's sold. That's it's All right, sold. It's raining men. There we go. All right, let's go ahead and switch that up on the bracket. Up next on the bracket challenge, we got a real doozy here. 
This is a round that you said you were afraid of. You you had a hard time. I'll be honest. The last round was the second hardest. This was the hardest for me. This is the hardest round for you. I can't believe yes. that. Well, in this round, we've got Stacy's Mom by Fountains of Wayne going up against Sale by AWOL Nation. There were things I liked and things I hated about both songs. And so they stayed oh. pretty deadlocked. Okay. Okay. See, chat's once again saying, how is this a competition? Chat is just hating these matchups. Yeah, I hope you made a good bracket because it seems like your bracket may be lacking. So what did you hate about Fountains of Wayne, about Stacy's mom? She's got it going on. It falls into a similar boat as Come On Eileen. It doesn't have the mm. punch a lot of these one-hit wonders have. And like you have the Stacy's mom part where they really hit the chorus with the Stacy's mom. Blah, blah. Like that part is like yeah, that's punchy, but everything that's not that is just it, especially at the beginning it's very soft in terms of its energy in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree. <laughs> Chat says, I got a punch for you. That's absolutely right. I, I, I think this song's got way more punch than Sale. No, no, no. But no. when the drums do come in, they're like, they're muted and just kind of back there. They're not doing anything crazy. The bass doesn't really come in real heavy until the chorus. Like, the song takes forever to get punchy. It's got a build to it. You can't just come out of the gate swinging. But so many of these, like, I mean, look at the Weather Girls. Like, it's raining in that instantly from the moment that song starts. It's hitting you in the face. And keep in mind, Chad, I said this was the hardest one for me, right? I, I still like this song a lot. Don't get me wrong. I just, I also, I, I maybe I'm very biased towards Sale for reasons we'll get into when we get there. But first, James, we need to talk about Stacey's Mom. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about Stacey's Mom. It's by the American rock band Fountains of Wayne. It's the third track on their third album, Welcome Interstate Managers. And this song made it all the way up to number 21 in the United States. The Washington Post dubbed this song Nicely Naughty, which Connor hates. Such a weird thing. And this song was also in one of Connor's favorite TV shows. Yes. Psych. It's featured in season one, episode four. Woman seeking dead husband, smokers okay, no pets. Great show. I'm in the same camp as chat. Sale just says the one word. It says just the one word all the time. That's the, that's the hook of the song. Sale. Yeah, that's the thing I hate about it. <laughs> Remember how I said I had things same, I hated about most songs? That's what the song is. How can you say that's the thing I hate about it? That's the song. <laughs> no, there's more to it than just that. There's more to it than just that. There is oh. more going on there. Don't don't mm. smear campaign sale saying that it's that's all it's got going on. I don't think I need to smear campaign sale. I really think you're kind of alone on this one. Well, I'll be alone but correct. Okay. Well, and you don't even know which one I picked. I'm saying I haven't even said which one I picked. I was simply pointed out what I didn't like about Stacy's mom and everybody assumed that meant I was picking sale. Okay, you're right. I said I had things I liked and hated about both and it was the toughest matchup. And you're all just assuming I'm picking sale. <laughs> I jumped the gun, I'll admit it, but but still. Uh, that's that's still. We'll see how this ends up. Sale is by an American band, AWOL Nation. It came out in 2010 on the band's EP called Back From Earth. Later, it got featured again on their debut album, Megalithic Symphony, in 2011. It debuted at number 89 in the U.S. and spent 20 weeks on the charts before dropping off. That's a long time. Yeah, it was very popular. It spent the... Wow, this is a surprising fact that I'm reading for the first time. Yeah! It spent the fourth longest amount of time on the Billboard Hot 100 with 79 weeks, only falling behind The weekend's Blinding Lights at 90 weeks, Imagine Dragons Radioactive at 87 weeks, and Glass Animals Heat Wave from our other singles episode at 83 weeks. 
pretty popular song, everybody, that was jumping down my throat. It's not like it's some off-the-wall song. It's very popular. It was very popular, and it is very... I still hear it. I go to a lot of arena events. It still gets played. And I think it has some of the... You know me, I'm a big instrumentals guy. I love the instrumentals on this song. They're so... They get your heart pumping. Stacy's mom gets your heart pumping. They really get... They really build you out. Just the... Like, just the way that those instrumentals come in and hit. It's so punchy, which is, like I said, the exact opposite of what Stacy's mom was giving me most of the song. Okay. And this song was one of the go-to songs on the warm-up playlist for our soccer team. And so I heard this song every soccer game throughout high school, okay. which I did for all four years. So I'm a bit biased with the sentimental recollection of it. But that being said, I still haven't said which one I picked. We'll find out at the end. But now it's time for chat to do the picking. Yes. I think we already know, but we got to do it officially. It's got to be official. Everyone put a one in the chat to vote for Stacy's mom, a two in the chat to vote for Sale by AWOL Nation. Sale is just noise to you. That's kind of how it feels sometimes. Yeah. If by noise you mean great instrumentals. Uh, oh, we got four thing. votes right off the bat for Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom is, the, is pulling away. Yeah, it's, I think, another shutout, unfortunately. Not even a pity vote, chat. Not even a pity vote for AWOL Nation's sale. All right, we'll see if I got it right. We'll see if you got it right, and I really hope for your own sake that you did. Man, chat is a huge hater of sale. Like, not even just that they, like, like Stacy's mom better, but they hate the song Sale. That, I... You shouldn't be surprised. I'm a little so I'm surprised. It spent the what fourth longest time on the top 100 charts. It's a popular song. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it's a hit. It's a one hit wonder. <laughs> mm, it was it was a hit. That's true. Up next in the final round of the left side of our bracket, this is a round that gave me a lot of trouble. It's two heavyweights duking it out but one of those heavyweights clearly had the advantage for me i don't know about clear but decisions had to be made first up we've got breakfast at tiffany's by deep blue something and it's going (laughs) against magic by pilot 1974 that's for those of you who are unfamiliar oh oh it's magic you know that's the one that it is suffice to say we can't stop singing along to magic where regardless of whether that's our pick or not that song... We can't stop. It can't stop. This was a difficult matchup for me. Let's start with Breakfast at Tiffany's. I've known this song for a long time, and in a similar vein to Come On Eileen, Breakfast at Tiffany's gets stuck in my head a lot. If I think about the song, if I hear it, it's going to be there all day. It's very catchy. It has one of my favorite, I think, vocal rhythms. The, that that chorus start with the... And I said, what about... Like, the, the cadence the there. It's just there? so much fun. Yeah, the triplets. Love me a set of triplets. Yeah. That sounded weird out of context. It did. I also <laughs> had the same thought, but I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's is an American alt-rock song by Deep Blue Something. Connor says... What are they? Are they a deep blue whale? A deep blue tub of cotton candy? A deep blue, deep blue? Like the supercomputer? I don't know. They're a deep blue something. That's all we know. I think they're a deep blue, deep blue. That's my vote. Breakfast at Tiffany's was originally released as a single in 1993 for their album 11th Song. And then it was re-recorded, or double re-recorded maybe? (laughs) and released on their 1994 album Home. The new version did not come out as a single until 1995, though, but that's when it got popular, and it became number five on the U.S. charts in 1996. Climbed all the way up there. Sure did. I like Breakfast at Tiffany's, and 
I don't know. This is a hard round. That's what I'm saying. What do you think about this one? You already kind of said it. It's catchy. It gets stuck in your head every time you hear it, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, same. I love the album art for this one. The, like, weird, like, door, but I don't even know how to describe what's going on with this. It's just, it's, it's funky. Yeah, it is. Magic by Pilot is another earworm of a song. It's a 1974 song by Scottish rock band Pilot. It peaked at number five on the U.S. charts, and it was from the album called From the Album of the Same Name. Not that that album shared the same name as the song like we've seen in the past. The album is called From the Album of the Same Name. That's this literal. So original. Yes. <laughs> Fun fact about Magic, Selena Gomez did a version in 2009. Magic has also been used in movies such as Happy Gilmore, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules... <laughs> a deleted scene in Guardians of the Galaxy, and the first episode of Tiger King, the Doc Antle story. Wow. So, yeah, you really do need to watch Tiger King. Well, you got you got to finish that. Hang on. Yeah, it's used when he's talking about his use of tigers in the 70s magic show. It is it is a classic vote, and we'll start it right now. Yeah, starting the vote. We've got Breakfast at Tiffany's. Put a one in the chat for Breakfast at Tiffany's. Put a two in the chat for Magic by Pilot. This was a tough, tough one for me. All right, I see one, two, one, one. We got two, one, two. Uh, 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 uh. I see a lot of ones. I'm seeing a lot of ones. If I can count, I'm not. A, I'm not an honorary squirrel, unfortunately. It's it's close. I I think that probably is gonna seal it. I think. Wow, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's takes it. Maybe it was a bracket buster for me. Oh, 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 it's Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, 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 it's Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, oh, Never oh, believe it's, it's not breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> Some toast. Oh, wow, that's a, that's a sad day. All right, let's get Breakfast at Tiffany's and move it on up. A sad day, not a bad day. That one lost. Bad day did lose, yeah. Wow, that, that completes the left side of round one. It sure does. Yeah, which is going to take us on to the right side. It's another doozy. We've got the lion sleeps tonight up against Al City's fireflies. What? This is probably the most absurd matchup, I think. (laughs) Yeah, this round could go either way for me, and I don't think that's for necessarily great reasons. (laughs) The lion sleeps tonight is a song that everybody knows, right? It's just everywhere. Fireflies by Al City. It's just another song that got around. Oh, man. Would you believe your eyes if the lion was sleeping in the village? Hmm, maybe. Chat seems to be so divided on this. They're very good in very different ways, and that makes this a tough one. Leads. So let's talk about The Lion Sleeps Tonight. The single that we're talking about, the one-hit wonder here, is by The Tokens. It was originally written... Sorry, you gotta do a better job of typing your notes. This makes no sense. I was in a hurry! Originally written... And Solomon Linda. Oh, should be by. Under the title Mboob. Nope, that's right. That one's right. <laughs> M-B-U-B-E. It's written by Solomon Linda under the title Mboob. Yes. In 1939. Yeah. And it was originally written in the Zulu language. This version that we're talking about was recorded by the Tokens in 1961. The Tokens are a doo-wop band and a record production company group from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, I think you're right. Connor's note says, is this the first time a band has also been a record company on this podcast? And I think, yeah, I I don't think we've seen that yet. Nailed it. Wow. So the band, the Tokens, actually, they don't have the rights to this song, and they never received any publishing credit for their original compositions. The band tried to sue for the rights decades later, but the case was dismissed due to the statute of limitations. It feels like that's the first time that statute's ever actually applied to anything. Nine times out of ten, they're like, oh yeah, statute of limitations doesn't apply here. It's like, I never see statute of limitations applied to anything. So it was interesting to come across it. 
Okay, good point, good point. So this song was the title track from their 1961 album, and in 1996 they released an album called Tonight, The Lion Dances. It was good to see that the lion was still doing well, up and moving. The lion woke up and started dancing. Yeah. I, oh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, I like it. It gets stuck in your head. Boy, what an earworm. Oh, it's so catchy. A whim away, a whim away, a whim away. That's it makes an appearance in The Lion King. Yeah, it does. And it's going up today against fireflies <laughs> what a bracket what a what a time fireflies is a that's tough if you uh, if you're on uh tiktok at all you probably know actually yeah fireflies is one that i've seen come up on tiktok uh it, it came up in like an introvert party song where they just cut everything out except i'd like to leave <laughs> which is hilarious this is one of my favorites so fireflies is the debut single from the american electronica project owl city and their debut album ocean eyes frontman adam young wrote about how he enjoyed the fireflies in his hometown of owatonna minnesota and the rest of the track about seeing fireflies while he was awake with insomnia and uh, it's also got matt thisson producing and providing guest vocals the song is built around what's been called a bleepy synth line and it includes lyrics about insomnia fireflies and summer good stuff and connor says Imagine seeing fireflies when you couldn't sleep. Like, what a strange hallucination. I mean, like, of all things you could hallucinate when you're just, like, can't sleep, like, fireflies. And apparently, like, a million of them. Yeah. Terrifying. No wonder you couldn't sleep. (laughs) It it would be tough. The song is kind of... It's a a pleasant image, but it is a little bit of a nonsense song because I get a million hugs from 10 million lightning bugs. I mean, it's cute. It's, It's sweet, but I don't know where to take that. It's a bit buffoonish borderline buffoonery yeah however still so good so catchy though but is it as good as a wimbo wimbo i don't know that's for chat to decide i'm torn on this one and i i think fireflies perfectly encapsulates like that soft electro pop vibe of 2009 you know but but the lion sleeps tonight is just it's a classic you know chat let's open the voting throw in your votes number one for the lion sleeps tonight Number two for Fireflies by Owl City. Squirrels get ready. I see a one with some emojis. Oh, oh, a bunch of ones coming in. Lion Sleeps Tonight takes the early lead. One, 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 one. I like a lot of other Owl City, and I, I know we've classified them as a one-hit wonder here, but check out some of their other stuff. We do have some votes in for Fireflies, too. Uh, lean in Lion Sleeps. Does seem like Lion Sleeps Tonight is going to be the one that takes it. It is ironic that we ended up with these two songs next to each other about the lion sleeping and about and the guy that couldn't sleep. <laughs> the lion sleeps while while Al City can't. Maybe Al City can't sleep because there's a lion sleeping in the village. Like he's in the village oh. and he knows there's a lion sleeping out out by it, and he's like, "Oh gosh, can't sleep." Yeah, male lions sleep for twenty hours a day. That's the life. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess that's the end of the voting. I think think we've got a winner i think uh lion sleeps is gonna take it i'm kind of surprised by that one i'll be honest really um, it maybe wasn't the direction i expected this vote to go okay oh we've got we've already got some threats about our next yeah <laughs> about our next song coming up here our next round is gonna be closing time strong song going up against somebody that i used to know somebody that i used to that's the one if you've ever closed down a bar you've probably heard closing time it's obviously it's the quintessential song for that kind of thing closing time is by the american rock band semi-sonic released in 1998 as the lead single of their second album feeling strangely fine 
and Closing Time went all the way to number one in the United States. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end is maybe the best singular stretch of lyrics that we're talking about on this entire One Hit Wonders episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. You think it's better than a Weemba Wep, a Weemba Wep? I might give it the edge, yeah. I think a Weemba Wep's the best st- single lyric on this entire bracket. Nothing beats a good Oweemba web. Closing Time is is a classic, and we even had some input to try and put it on singles episodes before, and uh, it didn't happen. So I was glad we got around to it here. The The word on the street is that Closing Time is actually, I've, I've heard people interpret it to be about the birth of a child in, in like an indirect way. And that's kind of the same thing we talked about with Haven't Met You Yet, where I'm not really sure that it is, but word on the street is that was the inspiration. Yeah. It's one of those ones that it fits in certain ways, but then it makes other ways worse. <laughs> Gather up your jacket and move it to the exits. I hope you found a friend. Yeah. That verse kind of kind of loses me a little bit, but we're out of here. Time for you to go out to the places you will be from. I don't know. I, I could see it in other ways. Let's talk about somebody that I used to know. Do you have strong opinions on this one? If you hate both of these songs. Yeah. Um. So my first experience with this song was Glee. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And honestly, I thought it was an older song because a lot of times Glee does a lot of older stuff. Yeah. I haven't really actually seen Glee all the way through. It's just it was on, like my sister was watching it, and so I saw it. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're probably a Glee fan. A diehard Gleek. Absolutely not. Maybe. <clears throat> Laziest lyricism ever. On somebody that I used to know. So yeah, that's what chat's claiming. I kind of... I I grieve mostly. There's some there's some there's a couple of lines on there I like, but for the most part it's uh, it's pretty lazy. So Connor's first note is <laughs> what a music video on somebody that I used to know. As you can it's it's very like similar from to this album cover that we've got up. It is a wild ride of a music video. Second, Connor says leads. I don't know what that what are you you've been doing that all night. Uh-huh. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We're there, it's your note. Nope, we'll get there. Okay. Continue. So, this song is by Belgian-Australian singer-songwriter Goat Ye, featuring New Zealand singer Kimbra in 2011. It topped the charts in the United States, and it broke the top 10 in over 30 countries. So, it was a big hit. I like somebody that I used to know. I don't like it as much as Closing Time. I'll be honest. We've we've both kind of said our pieces. I think it's time to open the votes. Get that vote voting. Number one for Semisonic's Closing Time. Number two for somebody that I used to know. I'm really curious to see what's going to win here. Oh, starting with a two, and then I'm followed somebody by a one. Know. Another closing one, time, another two. Time. That's a tie. Another two. Oh. Somebody that used to know is taking and the lead. And we got another two, another two, number two, or one, one, one. I'm trying to, like, auctioneer it. I don't know. That's, yeah, somebody <laughs> I used to know is is pulled ahead. Let's close the voting here. All right. I think that's a win for somebody that I used to know. Yeah, that really is a goat yay for goat yay. Yeah, <laughs> goat yay for goat yay. It was it was very close though. I I honestly would have gone the other way. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> it. I I really I do think I would have picked closing time. Man, you're just spoiling yours left and right. I'm keeping mine close to the chest. There's some rage about this pick. This was a hot take from from chat. This was a lucky vote that enough people that liked GoEA showed up. This wasn't the hottest take that I anticipated. I didn't anticipate this either. The hottest take I didn't anticipate already happened. And that's the people hated sale. No. <laughs> it's not actually. <laughs> All right, and that takes us into the southeast, where we're kicking off with another just absurd uh, matchup, in my opinion. I have to agree. The southeast corner of this bracket, 
like why it's, is this like what why is the why <laughs> i didn't i'll be honest i didn't even want to put some of these songs on raw raw is right because we're rah, starting rah. off with song number one raw raw rasputin lover of the russian queen he's a cat that really was gone he yeah russia's greatest love machine russia's greatest love machine that's what rasputin they said by boney m easy win we got an easy win here Woo-hoo. against take on me by aha whoa i don't think it's as easy of a win either way i mm, maybe this is not gonna go the way that i think it is take on me also extremely catchy i mean as catchy as rah rah rasputin is take on me like everybody just belts that when that when that chorus hits anytime that that song plays i mean i i think it's tough and here's the thing about this too i just need to just as a side note if anybody ever rides in a car with me while Take On Me is playing, they're going to get a nasty surprise because <laughs> I'm mute. I'm mute on that high note at least once every time. They're never expecting <laughs> it. I just hang them out to dry. So if you're ever in a car oh, with no. me, be warned. Be warned. It's kind of dastardly. My mixtaper's rubbing off on you. Hey, he's not rubbing off on me. So let's talk about Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. This song makes me want to say Rasputin every time I see his name, even though I know. it's not what it is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, it just rhymes so well. It's it, it. You just you got to groove out to the song. Rasputin is a pop slash Euro disco song by the German-based group Boney M. According to Connor, every time he hears the name Boney M, he pictures a band of skeletons in disco <laughs> outfits. I do. <laughs> this was the second single from their third studio album, Night Flight to Venus, in 1978. What a cool studio. That's an album name right there. I love that. Yeah, Night Flight to Venus. Very disco-y. Yeah. And obviously, if you don't know the song, it's a song about Grigory Rasputin, uh, the friend and advisor of Tsar Nicholas II of Russia and his family in the early 20th century. Kind of goes through a playful full description of who he was and what his legacy was in a fun way that just really makes you want to dance yeah it really does for me this song has the nostalgia factor both songs have a nostalgia factor in different ways this one Mm -hmm. uh just dance my sister was super into the just dance games and so naturally i got roped into having to dance them with her and this and istanbul were the only two songs on that game that I could beat her at. <laughs> and so the rule was anytime that she wanted Whoa. me to Okay, stop. You, you <laughs> no you realize no, what's just been said. No. You realize I mean, we gotta know how good you can dance to Rasputin. Oh somebody that's got a working Wii or is broke. Um if you got a working Wii with that just dance game on it, I'll do it. But yeah, this in Istanbul, not Constantinople, was the only two songs I could beat her at. So the rule was if I had to do just dance with her, I got to do both of those songs at some point in the rotation of songs. So you could get a win. I'd sit there and get 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 my butt kicked on moves like Mick Jagger and all the other songs. Moves and, like Mick Jagger. But yeah, that that's that's the nostalgia for, for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about Take On Me. Oh, this is a heavyweight. Take On Me is. Huge heavyweight. It's a song by Norway. Norwegian synth pop band AHA came out in 1985. The original song didn't even chart in the UK and it failed again when it was re released in 1985, but they were persistent and they re re released it again. Triple released, maybe? But it was released in 1985 as an international version and then it finally broke out and hit number two. The music video, yeah, is a big feature of Take On Me. It's like painstakingly animated from all these different drawings and stop motion techniques. Very cool. So this was almost a no hit wonder until, you know, third time's a charm. (laughs) 
I know, imagine a world without Take On Me. If I had to guess, I would say Take On Me probably has the highest note that crowds will try and sing. <laughs> that people will actively try to hit knowing they can't? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think I if you get it. into a crowd and you ask people to sing a high song, they wouldn't do it. Except if you ask them to sing Take On Me, they'd do it. I think that does it for everything we've got to say. Uh, this is a matchup that's going to go one way or it's going to go the other way. Yeah. Let's take a vote. Let's hit it. One's for Rasputin, two's for Take On Me. Oh, some fast oh, twos. Early, early twos. Three early take twos. on me. Take on me is out to a strong lead. Ooh. Two is just destroying. Chad made it sound like this was maybe going to be closer, but... I'll tell you what. The, the myth is that Rasputin is unkillable. That does not seem to be the case. Rasputin's going down without a fight. They, Rasputin says, I'm invincible, and Aha says, yeah, take on me. <laughs> I guess so. I'll take you. Oh, yeah, yeah, and and take them it did. All right, let's get take on me and take on to the next round. We're getting down to the wire here. All right, so up next in the bracket, we got another uh, another hard round for me personally. I uh, wasn't sure how to go about this one, but we've got Black Betty by Ram Jam, and we've got Tub, Tub Thumping, Thumping by Chumba Wamba. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Tub Thumping. I, I, it gets knocked down and it gets up again. We're never going to keep it down. So it's going to be tough. Tub Thumping is a song that I've literally, I've just jammed out in the car like this. You know what I mean? You just rock out. Can we sing them? Hey, Black Betty, That's all about all I got. That's all I got. Good job. I like it. Black Betty is just a ripping song too. It's, it's tough. Tough call. Um, at least I thought it was a tough call until I listened to both of them today and I realized it maybe wasn't as close as I initially had thought. Uh, I, I'm assuming that we're both leaning the same way, probably. But uh, Probably. One of these songs is remembered way more fondly than it should be. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> there's uh, be there's right. alternate versions and like instances that this song is used that make it way more popular than it has any right to be. That might be accurate. Let's talk about first... What on earth is this Chumbawamba Tub Thumping album cover? It's my. It's probably my favorite. I love it. Like, that's the kind of picture I would have taken of myself. He drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a vodka drink. Yeah, I know. It's just, he drinks drinks. This Tub, tub Thumping dude just drinks drinks. Thumps the tub. Yep. This song, Tub Thumping, was released by British rock band Chumbawamba in 1997 from their eighth studio album called Tub Thumper. It was named after this song. It peaked at number two in the United Kingdom, number six in the U.S., and a neon sculpture on the Leeds Playhouse, a theater in Leeds, West Yorkshire, features the lyric, I get knocked down, but I get up again. And here's Connor's, <laughs> Connor's note. He says, Leeds is a funny word. I'm going to try and say it a bunch during the stream, and when you get to this part, you'll realize why. Leeds. What a fun word. <laughs> Just fun to say, the double E. During the COVID-19 pandemic in Leeds, the song was given a remix by local young musicians and sports people. That's cool. Yeah. Every song deserves a good remix. And of course, Tub Thumping has to compete with Blues Rocky Black Betty by Ram Jam. It's a 20th century African-American work song often credited to Huddy 
Lead Belly Leadbetter. We've talked about Lead Belly before. Connor says, I wonder how he got that nickname. Did he have lead in his belly? Was his belly made of lead? Did somebody mispronounce his last name? I think that's probably what it was. The possibilities are endless, he says. He pretty much just named all of them. No, yeah, I pretty much got them all. <laughs> Chat also likes the Thin Lizzy cover of Black Betty, but the original is pretty good too. Ram Jam released their version of the song with altered lyrics and different music as a rock song in 1977, and it hit number 18 on the U.S. charts. And according to Connor, there are apparently a million versions of this song. There's the normal cut, the rough and rowdy remix, the rough and rowdy remix edit version, Black Betty version album, and that's it, really. Close enough to a million. That's what he says. Yikes. You're getting a nice little glimpse into how my notes go for the episode. I leave myself little fun jokes like that. I know. It's interesting that both of these songs are, are such prevalently remixed songs. Like, they all have other versions and different remixes out. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Tub Thumping, like I said, it's a good song to rock out to. But Black Betty is a good song to rock out to. Bamba Lamb. Bamba Lamb. It, it, it'll kick you. Black Betty's a kicker. But Tub Thumping is is kind of just a bopper. Break out, break out the straps. Strap into the chair because Ram Jam's strap coming. Barry to... Mandel is on his way. <laughs> so yeah, okay, well, let's get let's get the voting going. We had that early Three two, votes. so that means we're at four, the votes four twos. For two. Five. Yeah. One thousand times two. There's a lot of twos. Whoa! We got one vote for Tub Thumping. One single vote for Tub Thumping. I thought this would be a close race before I listened to the songs in preparation for this. Same. It wasn't a close race. No. Black Betty does so much more work musically. Yes. It's a shame, but it's the truth. So Tub Thumping's out. Black Betty's in. What a first round. What a first round indeed. What do you think about those picks? Happy? Sad? What are your satisfactions and your dissatisfactions? There's one major upset in my opinion, but the rest of it, not not too not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, okay, good. Well, one major upset, I guess, does not sound good for me in my bracket. I also had one major upset, so we'll see how it goes. I wonder if it was the same. I don't know. But uh, let's take a break in between rounds here, and we'll bring in uh, a familiar face. Somebody you all know and love. Yes! We'll get him out here. I've been told that they're reporting in from... uh, Uh, I was concerned when I saw they weren't in my apartment. From where? Okay. They're telling me he's currently reporting from a a blimp above the stadium. Um, So I guess we'll see how that works out. From a a blimp above the stadium, it's the mixtaper here for something. What? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Hey, it's me, reporting live from the Spin It Pot Airship. Oh my goodness. Hey, Mixtaper, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, glad you're here. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I can't really see much up here. Uh, I'm really just staring at the roof of the stadium. Uh, I don't really know how this is supposed to work. Uh, yeah, yeah. so why, why did you get a blimp? And more importantly... Where did you get a blimp? Uh, the blimp store. Where else do you get blimps? Okay, but like, what's the point? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I thought it'd be fun to have a blimp. That's uh, I'm not a big sports guy, but that's what they do with sport things, right? They blimp it. They There's always the guy it? in the blimp. No, okay. Like, for racing, maybe. For NASCAR. For football. Outdoor things. Like, where a blimp would be actually helpful, you know? I don't I don't see how your blimp is going to be any good. Uh, well... Who's to say it still can't be helpful? I mean, I mean blimp. We got this blimp. Uh, there's got to be something we can do with it. No, there's nothing we can do with it. That's the thing. Like, you realize this is a bracket competition, right? Have you not been watching? There's no sports involved. Like, no plays to analyze, no angles to capture. 
Wait, what am I doing above this stadium? I don't know. What stadium am I? Wait, what stadium am I above then? I don't know. What you're doing is wild. This is in like I don't understand why you've done this. Well, excuse me for trying to make this interesting for the audience. I mean, who doesn't love a good blimp show? Am I right, audience? Yes, who doesn't love a good blimp show, but, like... Give me some blimps in the chat. Stop. Don't egg him on. Don't encourage him. If you have a blimp, don't put it in the chat. How much did you pay for this, Mixtaper? Do you realize we have no budget? Like, zero budget for this? Zero. Uh, I'd rather not say, uh, but I did grease the wheels of the finance department by securing my own sponsor! What? No, wait. Who sponsored you? We didn't approve this. Oh, yes, the sponsor. No, don't do an ad read. He's going to do it. Here we go. Spin Hail, the spin-scented blimp air freshener. Okay. Everybody loves that new car smell, but new blimp smell is way better, believe me. So I'm. If you know me at all, you know I love a good spin, and that's why I choose this patented spin-scented air freshener to spice up my vehicle. Ah, that smells spintastic. So if you're like me and you're tired of that same old new car smell, try Spin Hail, Spin Scented Blimp Air Freshener, and you'll never drive without one again. It's a it's a blimp air freshener. Is it for your car or your blimp? Just run all your sponsors up the chain first, okay? That's not approved. Spin Hail. I guess he wasn't done. Okay, we do not. We just for the record, I want to be clear. We do not endorse blimp air fresheners. Spin it does not endorse blimp fresheners or blimp air fresheners or, or anything like that. That was unapproved. We don't endorse blimp air fresheners unless it's Spin Hail. No, no not even that one. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, they're gonna want their money back. Well, that's the problem for you and oh, them, no. isn't it? That's that's it for you. Anyway, we gotta get back to the second round of the podcast, so we'll see you soon, okay? Uh, uh yeah, okay. Well, I guess it's time to get back to the action. Uh, I wish I could see it, but again, there's this roof, so I don't know how I'm supposed to see it. I don't know either. Uh, back to you in studio. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. That's the mixtaper for you. Always up to something. Always up to no good. A little dastard. He's a little dastard. What can I say? What can you say? Well, I suppose we should uh, get on back to round two. Sorry, Spin Hail. Not a sponsor. I guess apparently a sponsor of the mixtaper, though. Let's take a look at the bracket. We've got a we've got a tough round coming up right off the bat. Yeah, we do. Two 80s. All, hang on, let's just analyze this real fast. All of the 80s made it, all, made it through. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> yeah. We actually ended up with representation from every 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 decade? Question mark. Yeah. Am I yeah, seeing looks, one missing? Nope. Looks like they're all there. That looks to be the case. The 80s have a bit of a, a lead here in terms of probability of winning. Yeah. But like you said, one of them's about to get knocked out. Is come on, Eileen goes against it's raining men. Yes, that is right. That is where we're at right now. So uh, let's uh, let's get your thoughts here. How do these two songs stack up for you? Um, well, you already know how I feel about "Come On Eileen." I do. Yeah. Outside of its chorus, uh, I couldn't even remember most of the song going into it. Can you remember but, the verses of "It's Raining Men"? And also, you're a person who hates talking in songs, and that's it was also on "Just Dance." Um, so but you're, okay, so you're just voting for songs based on what you liked in "Just Dance." I'm not saying I vote which one I'm voting for. I'm simply saying I knew that song. But also, oh. again, it. It punches you in the face right away. 
It does. That energy is just up. This is a tough call. 1982 and 1983, we will be eliminating in 80s with this round, regardless of what happens. This is a much harder choice. As it hopefully should be. It should get harder the farther in we get. <laughs> That's the idea. Ideally. I think in this matchup, I like Come On Eileen still. I'm sad to lose the, the disco bit of the Weather Girls, the R&B soul hmm. funk. But I'm not actually surprised by that, knowing your music tastes. I'm not surprised by that. Don't be surprised. It's Raining Men does have a good energy to it. It's yep. it's very much more like the upbeat song. Come on, Eileen is just an earworm to the highest degree. I don't know about the highest. No, the highest. I think there's some earwormier stuff coming up in a little bit. We'll see about that. All right. I suppose we should open up the voting. Get round two underway. It's Raining round Men, two. Dexie's Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. We got some some ones. Three ones. Twos are pulling ahead. Come on, Eileen is pulling ahead. If the one, if it's Raining Men wants a chance, the ones need to step it up. It seems like seems like it's coming down to the wire. Come on, Eileen's gonna win this one decently handily. Although it's a shame to see it's Raining Men go. It is a shame. Yeah. Come on, Eileen moves on to the next round. Uh, up next. We should have Stacy's mom and breakfast at Tiffany's. Yep. This is one hard matchup. Maybe not for you, Mr. Stacy's mom hater. For Whoa. me, this is a hard matchup. I, again, I'm not a hater. I, I like them both, and I hated things about both. I like them both, and I hate them both. <laughs> I am, I think, though, I'm going to let a little something slip. I think I am a little more partial to breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, what about it? I think... Get it? Because what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Again, I think it comes down to the those, the vocal rhythms going on in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm. They're just so unique and fun with those triplets. Yeah. And I think once you're used to the rhythm, it's equally as catchy as Stacy's mom. Mm. The chorus, specifically. Okay. What it comes down to for me... Is the part in Stacy's mom that Stacy can't you see versus Breakfast at Tiffany's? And I said, what about Breakfast? Those are the two parts that are equivalent for me. Yeah. And it's tough to call which one's better. Stacy's mom can get it, chat says, but I don't know if Stacy's mom can get it more than Tiffany's breakfast. How hungry are you? I have a hard time with this matchup. I can see it going either way. I made my pick on my own bracket that we'll talk about at the end, but go ahead and let's let's take a vote. For all you guys know, neither of these made it this far for me. Who knows? That could be true, and that'd be really wild. You did seem to love sale and hate breakfast at Tiffany's, so this round might be non-existent for you. We'll find out. We've got a lot of votes for Stacy's mom right off the bat. Yeah, Stacy's mom already eating up the majority of the votes. Already eating up breakfast. <laughs> Stacy's mom is having breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> yeah, she is. So uh I guess that that seals it then. That seals it. Stacy's mom got it going on all the way to round three. Mm. Tough, tough loss for Deep Blue something here, as far as I'm concerned. I really was was, was liking that one. But alas, Stacy's mom is moving, moving on, on <laughs> to round three. On to what I think is the easiest of the four matchups. <laughs> You think, you think this next one's going to be a, a, a cakewalk? I think so. I think the next one's an easy... It's an easy win in my book, put it that way. Okay. The next round of songs we've got going on. The Lion Sleeps Tonight, our winner from the 60s, up against somebody that I used to know. 2011. These come from very different time periods. Yes. They're almost hard to compare because they're so far apart. They're as far as apart as they could be on the bracket. Yeah, they really just about are, at least in terms of decades. Somebody that I used to know is like our second or third newest song. Yeah. I don't know how to even start with these. We've got uh, some preliminary indications that The Lion Sleeps Tonight will be taking this one, but we'll have to do our official vote. 
I don't know. I do. <laughs> I really do. Line sleep t- tonight in this matchup takes it easy. Easy? I don't know about how how easy. I don't know. How can you compare? Okay, sure. You got the somebody that I used to know hook that is really catchy. But how do you compare that to a Weemba Wep or oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you're right. Every piece of the line sleeps tonight is infinitely more catchy than even the hook, which is the mm. catchiest part of somebody that I used to know. I'll disagree about that hook part, but taking a step back, I absolutely can understand, you know, uh, making the instrumentals on somebody that I used to know just don't compare. They just don't. So uh, as sad as it is, I'm going to have to agree with you, and I think this one goes to the line sleeps tonight. Yeah, and I think Chad agrees with us. There's just a ton of ones. They've, they've already I don't see voted. a single two. Chad's already voted. <laughs> Chat voted without us. We didn't even open it up, but the chat, the votes flooded in anyways. They knew. They knew. They stormed past the barricades and, and voted. And did. <laughs> and voted. <laughs> oh, that's a good strategy. Um, you're voting based on what you would miss if you could never listen to or sing it again. Lion Sleeps Tonight is, in that criteria, should be everybody's win. Like I predicted, easy win. The easiest win. Lion Sleeps Tonight is proving to be a real underdog for my expectations. It was our only... Again, we had a hard time finding anything else for the 60s. That's why we're glad it worked out that we only needed one. But boy, does Lion Sleeps Tonight represent it well. <laughs> Making it all the way around to the semifinals. Yeah, impressive stuff. I don't want to say too much about my personal bracket, but... You may not see results like this on the personal bracket. <laughs> I have a feeling, if I was guessing off of your taste, you went with Fireflies and Closing Time, neither of which moved on, if I had to guess. <laughs> if you had to guess, that might not be the worst guess in the world, but you know what? That's a question for the end of the episode. Yeah. So, so you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. Up next, Take On Me versus Black Betty. What a matchup. Tough. What a matchup indeed. These songs differ a lot yeah we've got black betty the nitty-gritty the dirty you know blues rock and then we've got take on me the norwegian synth pop with the soaring vocals and the epic music video i hate to eliminate either one of these to be honest yeah but i think it was pretty i still think it like i hate to eliminate one of them but after again stepping back and looking at them both they're especially using the strategy of which one would i miss more if i could never sing it again i think there's a winner there's a clear winner yeah there's a clear one that i would miss more between black betty and take on me even though it's so much fun to just scream out your bambalams and hit the high notes and take on me. I'm not going to say which one I would miss more. That's what I'm saying. You can make an argument for both. I think the problem with this is these are both one-hit wonders, but one is pretty more well-known than the other, I think, even though both are on a lot. Chat's starting to say, this is hard. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> the rounds are getting difficult. <laughs> yeah, you all were being like, oh, this is so easy. Why is it so easy? It shouldn't be this we easy. You. And now we warned you. It's tough, tough, tough. Careful what you wish for, chat. All right, I think the, did we officially open the votes? I'm starting to see some twos come in I'm for Take On Me. I'm some twos come in. Take On Me. The cheerleaders are out cheering on both cheering these on, hits. Cheering on these wonderful, wonderful albums. Go, cheerleaders, go. <laughs> They're doing their best. I think that's the end of the vote. I think Take On Me takes this. That's another win for Take On Me. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, but a bummer. A shame to eliminate Black Betty, but, but it had to be done. Chad said it did at least. We'll see uh, what we felt. That takes us into the semifinals. And while James gets the bracket ready, I think I'm going to take this opportunity to remind everyone that we have a store. 
Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we have a store. Gotta plug the merch. Maybe you'll find some spin hails in the store. Probably not, but you never know. Guarantee <laughs> you will not. <laughs> you can always look. So we've got a semi-final here. Yes, we're ready for it. You're all ready? We're down to the top four. Final four in our one-hit wonders challenge. Final four. I hate this. I hate this round. Yeah, what do we got? Come on, Eileen and Stacy's mom. It's hard. Oh, it's hard. I think it depends on my mood. I would vote differently on this poll just based on my mood. Yeah? Yeah, I think I would. Somebody in chat says pass. Pass? You're taking a pass? <laughs> nope, sorry. That's not allowed. That's not how brackets work. I'm seeing a lot of split here. I'm seeing some people say Stacy's mom. I'm seeing some ones. Uh, I guess that is Stacy's mom. I'm seeing it was on the right. So actually, maybe Stacy's mom's got it here. I don't know. Stacy's mom come on, Eileen. I know which one I would vote for in this particular moment, but... Chat really likes Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom is similarly an earworm. It's one of the catchiest songs on this playlist, except for Come On Eileen. Like, that's what's so hard, is I still would think Come On Eileen is the one that I'm gonna just crank up more you know it's gonna go to 11 yeah but i think that's just personal for me and i i don't know which one's the better song that's interesting i think i have to side with chat on this one in this matchup again stacy's mom goes way harder than come on eileen it does chat's made an excellent point the humor angle is is another important thing to consider stacy's mom has a way more like light-hearted let's just open the vote let's just rip the band-aid off on this one stacy's mom is number one come on eileen is number two throw up your votes you gotta you gotta vote now first votes go to stacy's mom one 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 i don't see a single vote for come on eileen yeah looks like stacy's mom's got it going on to the finals Oh my goodness. I honestly am a little blindsided by that. Not majorly. Not majorly. I, I could have predicted Stacy's mom would go far, but I, I think that's a that's a big one. Yeah, not majorly shocked, but a little. Just a little. This could have been way harder. Wow. Listen, we didn't get rid of any of them. You're saying we got rid of too many good ones. This is you, chat. This is what you did. Chat's voted on all these. We've got our, our final semi-final round here. The lion sleeps tonight and take on me. What the heck is this? What is this? This is the top one of the sem- of the semifinals. Woo! The chat seems to think there's a clear winner. I honestly can't be sure. I I would lean towards take on me. I also think I'm leaning take on me, but we'll see what chat does. But the lion sleeps tonight has has a good groove to it. I'm just gonna say this. I think I don't I don't know how it shook out in my. Bra- I mean I know how it shook it out in my bracket, but <laughs> we don't know we don't know if either of these made it here. But take on me is one of the only songs on the right that could have had a chance of taking up. So I think for me, uh, I think lion sleeps tonight Bold. would have beat a lot of the stuff on the right, regardless of where it ended up randomly. Okay. So to see a lot of twos coming in, I'm not surprised because i think this was the one that it was going to struggle against yeah yeah that's true and we're finally here let's uh open up the voting one for the lion sleeps tonight two for take on me by aha these are tough fighters big competitors another two lots of twos lots of twos picture this me voting for take on me while i sing the lion sleeps tonight and cry <laughs> what and cry <laughs> That's pretty much the emotions at this point in the game. Well, with that, I think it's time to to just pull the plug on the lion sleeps tonight. The lion takes its final sleep. The lion's not waking up. The lion's doing the big sleep tonight. <laughs> the big sleep. Sad oh, day, no. but here we are. Stacy's mom and take on me in the finals. I saw a singular one come through at the last minute. Uh, I don't think it was enough to save poor Mufasa. No. I- Long live the king. 
<laughs> and the new king is take on me. Not yet, it's not. Well, not yet, but it might be. Our final matchup. And as predicted, one of the 80s made it here. They had, The odds were in their favor. And our other it's one came true. from the thousands. Stacy's yeah. mom versus take on me. Stay, as Chad has pointed out, Stacy's mom, she's got it going on. She does. But can she take on me? Uh, it's anybody's guess. It's anybody's guess, really. Hang on. I, I think I see uh, the mixtapers airship in the background so you do <laughs> do you think i feel like maybe we should um talk to him one more time and we'll bring him back in here and update him before the finals get him in get his opinion yeah let's get his opinion on on how things have been going so far hello mixtaper up there in the in the in the blimp how's the weather up there how you doing uh, it's kind of bit cloudy it's making it even harder to see i <laughs> fantastic uh, i fixed my roof problem but fixed. now there's clouds how'd you fix the roof problem it was a whole stadium that you were above um i don't know if you could fix uh you don't want to know let's just say it involved a gopher and a saw okay uh, maybe i don't want to know because that sounds a little illegal <laughs> sounds a little not good probably for the best but now it's cloudy i got cloud we got we, we got cloud coverage up here Oh, I see a nice cumulonimbus. Uh, I think that's a type of cloud. Yeah, it's a storm cloud. It is. Yeah, I nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. Good job. I, t- I took clouds as an elective at uh, evil, at evil college. You took clouds as an elective. <laughs> Why is that even a thing? Do they even offer clouds as an elective? They sure do. Okay. Well, who knew? Anyway, uh, how's the bracket challenge going? Who's still left? Oh, we're down to the final round. We've got Stacy's mom and Take On Me left. We're going to pick a winner next. It's tough. Tough call. I, I knew those would be the finalists. Uh, audience is so predictable. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I guess my pick's not going to win. Oh, uh, well, what was your pick? I don't know what you... Well, obviously, I was rooting for you spin me round by dead or alive. You know that's not on the list, right? That was never really an option. Not, nope, not on the list. No, not an option. It's always an option. No, but that's not how it works. Like, that's not how a bracket goes. You know, we set the options first, and then you pick from those. I don't... Listen, I don't make the rules, but the rules state, you spin me round, always an option. (laughs) Rules or not, though, we're going to have to say no. Uh, Well, I say yes. We'll have to agree to disagree. Okay, agree to disagree. Fine, whatever. We'll see you after we pick a winner. We're going to... Yeah, anyway, uh, in the meantime, me and the gopher just chilling up in the spin it pot airship. Yep. Sponsored by... Forgot. Yeah, you did. I had this whole, I had this whole uh, Oprah thing where I was gonna be like, "You get a spin hail and you get a spin hail," but I guess that's all off. No, no Oprah. Yeah, that'll have to be all off. We're not gonna be able to do that. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, no Oprah thing for you. Well, now I have an airship full of spin hails. So I don't know where I'm gonna have to offload these. Good luck, I guess. Uh, I really don't know what to tell you. Well, uh, uh, I, I, I I've got a solution. Uh, I, I gotta go. Um, uh, sin- Go go for go for open the open the drop hatch. Open the drop hatch. Um. Okay. Well, it may not be raining men, but if you look up, it may be raining spin hails. Uh. We'll see how that shakes out. What a what a mixtaper. Honestly, I know he, we have our moments. We don't always get along, but I'm glad we have the mixtaper. He, he's a great third member of this podcast. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, he took cloud. He took clouds as an elective, but not brackets. He doesn't quite get how they work. <laughs> we're at the final round. Oh, the finals. But a dip a doop a doo. Here's what we're up against. We've got Take On Me versus Stacy's Mom. This is it for all the marbles to become the first ever Spin It Pod 
bracket champion. Champion. Wow. And I also I have to point out that since these are the two finalists, both of these will be the songs on our playlist. Yes. Our greatest hits playlist. So these are both already winners in my book. For once, chat got to pick them instead of us. It's nice, isn't it? We don't have to argue and decide and have top threes. Yeah. I think this is going to be a tough vote. I see ones and I see twos already. They're oddly similar. They are, but also very, very different. Very different, right? Yeah, but yeah, they're like, the, like at surface level, they seem super similar. But once you dig a little deeper, you realize there's a, quite a few nuanced differences going on. Yeah, I think these two maybe were destined to be in the finals. You know, just to just to see how it's all shaken out. Okay, I'm just kind of anxious to see who wins, so uh, I just kind of want to get to the voting. You're right. That is a good thing to do. Stacy's mom, who's got it going on, versus take on me, take me on. I'll be gone in a day or two. Let's put the one and twos in the chat for all the marbles. That's take on me, take on me, take on me. That's two. That's three for Stacy's mom. Four to two is the score right now for take on me. Take on me. Take it on the lead. Yep. Stacy's mom's just going to need a handful of votes to make it up there, but... Stacy's mom is a complete banger, chat says, and we have to agree with that. We're going to have to end voting. We'll wait for the lag to catch up, but that's the end for voting. By a very close final vote, Take On Me is going to be our champion. Take On Me takes on the champion title in our first ever bracket challenge. Taking out Stacy's mom. Wow. Chat. I think we'd love to see what your personal brackets would look like. You know, some of you probably disagreed with some of the decisions made. Some of you are in the minority on some of these. Yeah. Send us, you know, the templates out there. Do what James has done and mark yours up how you would like to see it done and post it, send it to us on Twitter and stuff like that. We'd lo- I'd love to see what your personal brackets would look like. Yeah. There were some, uh, some real surprises on this for me. Let's talk about our own brackets. Let's let's get down to the nitty gritty and figure out which one of us won this episode. Yeah, I'm interested. I have a feeling I think I squeaked out the win, but okay. So let's talk about top left. Gangnam Style and Come On Eileen. Yeah, we had a winner from chat. Come On Eileen was a clear favorite in this case for me. I was on board with that. Come On Eileen got my vote as well. I was too. Okay, so we both picked Come On Eileen. Yep. So we both got a point there. So we did. Coming down below it, it's Raining Men and Bad Day. I picked just along with chat. It's Raining Men. I did not. I picked Bad Day. You did. That was the big upset for me, actually. Really? Can I ask why? Again, I know you mentioned that I didn't think I knew the song when you told me the title and who sang it. But once I remembered it, boy, did all the nostalgia hit. I love that song. I know chat was really hating on it. And that's why it was the biggest upset for me. Wow. That's unfortunate. Stacy's mom in sale. Connor, you hard pulled for sale. Harder than anybody in chat wanted you to. I did not. You keep saying that. I just simply pointed out that it was a one-hit wonder that has the fourth mm. longest streak on the top 100 chart. And you all were like, "He's he loves it. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're projecting. But listen, you pulled so hard. You said that was one of the hardest rounds for you on the whole bracket. It was. And it was... Stacy's mom, the finalist versus Sale. Yeah, I picked Stacy's mom. No secrets. Uh, that's the third point for me. What did you pick? I picked Sale. I did pick Sale. I picked Sale. <laughs> wow, the truth comes out. The left side of my bracket is atrocious. <laughs> that's so bad. You picked sale over the finalist yes holy crap just so you know it really wouldn't have mattered because i also picked our next 
winner over either one of those. So either way, Stacy's mom was getting eliminated before the final. You did get very defensive when we brought up Sale. Up next was Breakfast at Tiffany's versus Magic, and this one honestly surprised me. I mean, they're both great songs, but I really didn't expect this one to take the turn that it did. Breakfast at Tiffany's came out on top, and yeah. I thought long and hard about this, and I ended up voting for Magic. I also voted for Breakfast at Tiffany's on this one with chat, so I got that point. I got the first and the last one. I did not get either of the middle two. <laughs> mm. Looking over on the right side, the lion sleeps tonight in fireflies. This is where I'm hoping I can make up some points, because I'm hoping your right side is atrocious, like my left side was. Well, this is my monumental screw-up. I thought yeah. Fireflies would take the Lion Sleeps tonight. Yep. Mm. The Lion Sleeps tonight was an underdog for me. I had Lion Sleeps. After seeing how well Lion Sleeps tonight did and kind of reevaluating it against all these other songs, I would maybe redo that differently if I had the chance. So are we both tied at three then? Yeah, right now. Yeah. All right, tied it back up. See, the left side didn't hurt me too bad yet. Closing time versus somebody that I used to know. Oh, I... I really did not think the closing time was going to get eliminated so early, <laughs> especially against somebody that I used to know. That's what chat voted. That's where we went. And I did not go that way. I picked closing time. I picked somebody that I used to know. Goat yay for me. Point yay. Point yay. <laughs> Great. Not Kanye. He needs to take notes. Take notes, point yay. <laughs> take. Up next, we had Rasputin and Take On Me, the matchup that never had a chance. Rasputin did not stand a chance against Take On Me. No, it did not. I don't think. And I think Chad agreed with me. It, it really got decimated. Yeah, yeah. No, I also went with Take On Me. As much as I love Rasputin. As much as you can move to Rasputin, I still need to see that dance sometime. Uh-uh. Freshman year high school me does not want to live in 2022. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> and that last matchup in round one, Black Betty versus Tub Thumping. We all thought it was kind of clear after we re-listened. Yep. I think Black Betty took that for me. Easy. Black Betty took that for you. So at the end of round one, I'm up on you a point. Six, five. I do have only five points after round one. But let's get back over to that left side where you really screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Eileen versus It's Raining Men. I picked, along with chat. Come on, Eileen, to come out of this one. Yeah, uh, because I had um, I had come on Eileen versus Bad Day, right, in this? Yeah. Instead of Rain and Men. And I went with Bad Day over Come on, Eileen. That's also disgusting. Let's, I mean, we'll unpack that later, but yeah. gross. Up next, we had Stacy's Mom versus Breakfast at Tiffany's. I was going Stacy's Mom versus Magic. And here was a big screw up moment for me. Ooh, did you eliminate Stacy's mom? I eliminated Stacy's mom and I took magic. Ooh, that saves me. I really thought you were going to have Stacy's mom going farther, at least to up against Come On Eileen. That's where I thought you would flip it. So I thought you were going to get a point for me there. I had Sale versus Breakfast at Tiffany's, and I also went Breakfast at Tiffany's. Thank goodness. If you'd taken Sale again, no, I would kick no, you off this podcast. Not. You say absolutely not, but you definitely picked it over the other one. Yeah, I did, and I stand by it. The next matchup, in reality, was The Lion Sleeps Tonight and Somebody That I Used to Know. Yeah, it's back on my side of the bracket. I didn't have either of those. <laughs> I had Fireflies versus Closing Time, and I picked Closing Time out of those two. I think that's understandable. But between The Lion Sleeps Tonight and somebody that I used to know, I also would have picked The Lion Sleeps Tonight. So, Well, Chat and I were on the same page up here in the, North e uh, in the Northeast. I also went with Lion Sleeps Tonight moving on to the semifinals. So I will take another point. Good for you. Up next, I, I also was nailing this bottom right corner of the bracket. Take On Me versus Black Betty. I went Take On yep, Me. Take On Me. I also went that way. So far. I'm perfect on the right. La di da. <laughs> so it should be at the end of round two, we should be at seven, eight. I'm up on your point still. You sure are. I don't know if I'll be able to make it back up. 
Up next, in actuality, Come On Eileen versus Stacy's Mom in the semifinals. For me, that was Come On Eileen versus Magic. I picked Come On Eileen. I figured. Which uh, was better than Magic, obviously, but it was not Stacy's Mom, so no points there. Yeah, and I had Bad Day versus Breakfast at Tiffany's, and I went Bad Day. I took Bad oh Day all the gosh. way to the finals. You, no wonder your left side was trashed. I can't believe that. The instrumental hit. I mean, not are only is the chorus are you, catchy. Are you okay? Yeah, yes. I, uh, just check I am. Are you having a lot of bad days? Like, uh, I mean, yes, but uh, no. I just wanted to check in on you. I, I have a sinking feeling that my apartment's about to be filled with spin hails, so that's going to ruin my day. <laughs> no, he dumped them out of the blimp. It's fine. Well, up, up next on the right side of the semifinals, we took on The Lion Sleeps Tonight and Take On Me. I had closing time in place of The Lion Sleeps Tonight, but I still voted for Take On Me. Okay, so you still get a point. I had the proper matchup of Lion Sleeps Tonight versus Take On Me, and in an upset... No, I actually took Take On Me. We're still good. Don't worry. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm upset. That's a bummer. And so, to recap, my final two was Take On Me versus Bad Day. Sounds like yours was Come On Eileen versus Take On Me? Take On Me. Yep. So you had 280 squaring off. I did. Well, that's where all this, the one-hit wonders come from. Yeah. I had an interesting dilemma in the finals. The actual finals was Stacy's Mom versus Take On Me. Come On Eileen was in there for me. And I, I was wishy-washy. I said my pick, if I were just making this bracket, would be Come On Eileen, but I did acknowledge that the real winner would be Take On Me. So you took Come On Eileen on yours, even though you knew it wasn't going to win? Yes. I, I played by the rules, and I made sacrifices, despite knowing Take On Me was going to be the winner. Hey, that's like me with Sale. I, I'm not surprised Stacey's mom beat Sale. I just personally like it better. Probably due to nostalgia. Probably. And that's why it was hard for me. I left Take On Me in the semifinals. And I, I don't get any further points. Wow. So I, between Bad Day and Take On Me, I went with... Don't say it. Take On Me. Thank goodness. I picked the proper winner, giving me wow. an even 10 points out of 15 possible. I ended up with eight. As predicted, I barely beat Yell. I can't believe it. I had the perfect right side and I had just enough right on the left that I was able to get an extra two points on you. Unbelievable. So I think that, you know, Take On Me may be our first bracket champion, but I'm the first champion on our podcast. You earned it. That was a hard fought fight. Wow. This was a lot of fun. I would love to do more of these in the future. This was so much fun. I, I like this live streaming thing and, and our singles episodes. We, we had some feedback about our singles episode format and some ideas ideas about how to change it up so a lot of the feedback was that it needed to be somehow more interactive with the listeners and so we thought we'd try out streaming it and brackets is just one of our many ideas for how to do singles but it is a fun one and if you liked it let us know so also before we wrap up at least in terms of what's going to be on the episode this week you and i have struck a bargain in our most recent episode yes i made sure that connor had to go back and listen to a previous Coheed and Cambria album and briefly give us his thoughts about it today. So please, tell us all about your experience with Coheed and Cambria's The Unheavenly Creatures. Yeah, and, it has to, and we need to keep it brief. We have some brief comments. We can't go track by track. I actually listened to it in my car ride to work the last two days. I actually really liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's made me uh, want to continue to listen to other Coheed and Cambria ones. One among the fans. I actually was a little worried because you said in the episode, spoiler alert, that all the albums sound different. Yeah. And so that made me like, I was like, oh, I really like this sound though. I don't want to lose this when I go and listen. But they're different, but they're the same enough that you don't lose that. So did you like it better or worse than Vaxxus 2? This was Vaxxus 1 that you just listened to. (sighs) 
I'm probably gonna have to give it another listen or so because right for Vaxus Two, I really like I was hard focused in listening, taking notes, analyzing. I didn't have the time to do all that with this one. I just listened to it like yeah. any normal album. But I think it's gonna have a hard time beating Vaxus Two because some of the Vaxus Two songs I really like. I mean, yeah. today at work I was going around singing Comatose. I was just walking into a room, room going Comatose. <laughs> <laughs> Weird for everyone around you, but but great. So welcome to the Coheed fandom. That, that's that's my that's my thoughts on that. Exciting stuff. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this awesome live episode, our very first live recorded episode. Thanks for voting on singles and, and playing along with your own brackets. Yeah, thanks for being here. If you're interested in more content, follow us on socials, at SpinItPod on Twitter, at SpinItPod Official on Instagram, and at SpinItPod on Twitch. <laughs> Apparently, you know, we're here. We're streaming occasionally. You can also check us out on the web at uh, www.spinitpod.com. And we'll see you next week for another episode that's going to be one of my favorite episodes. I have so many favorites coming up. This is such a good stretch of podcast. Yeah. You'll have to wait and see. Have to wait and find out. But until, until then, then, have a great week. And keep spinning. Keep spinning. And take on me. Take me on. We need more bread We should do a bread making. I don't think we should. Do you want to make pumpernickel bread? I think that'd be fun. I think no. I don't think we should. I think we should get the mixtape to teach us. What if? So that'd be a fun thing for bread. the fall. I think. What if we each made bread this fall and then put it together into one instructional video where the mixtaper would like narrate it? I do like that. 